Welcome to Philanthropy Today, powered by the GMCF, the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. I'm Dave Lewis, your host for Philanthropy Today, where we discuss the efforts of members of the nonprofit community that are working in conjunction with the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. We have a new series of episodes. And we call them the 25 Days of Christmas, where our focus will be on end-of-year giving and holiday hopes for our organizations. We'd also like to remind you to subscribe or follow Philanthropy Today wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll get notifications when our new episodes launch. Now to the 25 Days of Christmas on Philanthropy Today. We're visiting today with Linda Duke, who is the director of the Beach Museum of Art. Welcome to Philanthropy Today, Linda. Thank you, Dave. I'm so glad to be here. Well, this has been quite a year because uh, 2021 means 25 years of the Beach Museum of Art. Congratulations on a, a special anniversary. You got that right. We're really proud of it. Uh, we're probably looking better this year than we've ever looked. We have a bumper crop of exhibitions, great public programs, and we're really trying to use the anniversary to get the word out that the museum needs to grow its endowment. That's kind of number one on our list to have a sustainable future. Well, what do you think are some of the greatest qualities of the Beach Museum of Art on the K-State campus? Well, I'm a big proponent, Dave, of lifelong learning. And I believe that art and art museums are a huge resource for that. We're free and open to the public. We're always offering new things and introducing ideas and thinkers and experiences that people ordinarily wouldn't have access to. So I think that's a huge contribution to our community. And then in addition to that, because we're a university art museum, we're really right in the center of the university's efforts to be more inclusive, more diverse, more equitable. I think you can see that in our exhibitions and programs and our ways of helping researchers on campus with visualizing their data and using the arts of the visual to tell the story of science, technology, you name it. Well, 2021 had a lot of challenges, maybe not as great as 2020, but but still you made a transition from a lot of virtual events into actual live exhibits, and you were able to open up this last fall, uh, uh, what, in toward the in end August. of September? In August. In August we opened, yes. Boy, was that, a, was that a great opportunity for you? Oh, my gosh. We've all missed being open so much. Our team did a great job of continuing the work and quickly rethinking how to serve our audiences virtually. So I'm really proud of that. But, oh, my gosh, it's so good to have people back in the museum again. I really liked the, uh, the virtual children's program. That Catherine's logic had been working on. That was really a lot of fun. Oh, we've done a lot of that. And the good news, Dave, is that we intend not to stop doing those things. We found that we were reaching new audiences. We were reaching audiences that maybe have trouble getting out sometimes for various reasons. Maybe you live way outside of town and you can't come back in for a program. Maybe you have a health issue. Maybe you can't get a babysitter. There's lots of reasons. So we're pretty committed to continuing that. It's always great to have 
a new audience when it comes to art, doesn't it? Absolutely. We look at our logons for some of the virtual programs, and they're international at this point. And I want to point out that it's not just public programs, but we've put a lot of thought and effort into virtual exhibitions. I hope people will check those out on our website. You've got some terrific exhibits going on right now that people can come and visit. Um, One is a Kansas icon, and the other is a talented young man uh, from this area. So so tell us about some of the exhibits that are currently in place at the beach. Yeah, as I said, we've got a bumper crop. Um, One that's been many years in preparation is Gordon Park's Homeward to the Prairie I Come. And that's a line, Homeward to the Prairie I Come, from a poem that Parks wrote while he was here in Manhattan during one of his artist residencies in the mid-80s, which were sponsored by a lot of local people and sort of spearheaded by Ed Seaton and the Mercury newspaper. So um, that's, that's a big piece of local history. But of course, Parks's work wasn't local. He was a huge international figure, filmmaker, composer, author, besides being a photographer. So we have a wonderful show of his work. And as a companion to that, we thought it would be good to show what kind of uh, response to similar issues a young artist is having. And so we were so thrilled to work with Doug Barrett, who is a talented young photographer, videographer right here in Manhattan. So Doug Barrett, Find Your Voice, is kind of a companion exhibition. Then in addition, I want to say that uh, we have a really unusual multimedia, multi-sensory exhibition up right now called 45 Paleolithic hand axes. Wrap your mind around that. I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find the definition in my brain. That's not working so well. Yeah, Paleolithic, the 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 old Stone Age. So this is pre-agriculture. The objects. We don't have real physical objects. This is a video and audio installation where people can experience these early tools made by some of the earliest works of art really made by human beings. So we're really enjoying that. And then, of course, Catherine Schlajek always does a wonderful exhibition in response to the State Library theme. Yeah. Let's talk a bit about 2022. You've got, uh, you know, continuing of, you know, some exhibits and you got some great celebrations and uh, also you've got a really nice honor that you received at the beach. Yes, and that's closely related to what we're doing in 2022. We received word this last summer that we were invited to become a member of the Art Bridges Consortium of Museums. This is an invitation-only club. Um, I remember when the executive director of Art Bridges called me up, he said, we've been watching you. So it really is an honor uh, recognizing the museum's work to share American art with the public. And Art Bridges, Some many of our listeners may be familiar with Crystal Bridges, the wonderful American Art Museum in Bentonville, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Art Bridges is the the very active foundation end of that organization and its mission is to get artworks out of storage and out into 
call it the flyover areas of America. So we're participating in a pilot program now that we're a member of the consortium and going to be eligible to bring some works of art from some major museums around the country and integrate them into our exhibition schedule. So, you know, large museums like the Los Angeles County Museum of Art or the Jocelyn in Nebraska or Art Bridges' own collection or the Crystal Bridges collection, they, they would like to see these a-list works of art getting out to smaller towns and cities around the country where people don't normally have access. We're visiting with Linda Duke, who is the director of the Beach Museum of Art here on Philanthropy Today. And, and you know, speaking of the philanthropy aspect, and, and I'm, I would almost ascertain that my next question, Linda, is, you know, what is your Christmas wish for the Beach Museum of Art? And I think you kind of led into that a little bit earlier about discussion of the future of the foundation, which correlates with the future of the Beach Museum of Art. Yes. So I, I, do, I do feel strongly that the most important thing and my greatest Christmas wish for the museum is to have our community step up and help to grow the endowment. We have a beautiful museum, and the people who founded it most likely believed it was set forever, but times have changed. State money isn't flowing to the university the way it once was. Uh, We've been asked to take on a lot of costs that formerly were covered by state funds, so in order to still be there 10 years from now, still operating on the level we're operating now, we really need support from the community to grow that endowment so that we'll have a reliable income. If anyone is uh, feeling like they'd like to contribute to uh, the Beaches uh, Foundation, what's that process? Well, gifts come in to the Beach Museum of Art through the KSU Foundation. But you can also just call or email me directly, lduke at ksu.edu, and I'll be happy to connect you with the people who can do paperwork for a gift. Well, we certainly hope that uh, that works out well for you because we want this wonderful, beautiful asset that we have in our community, the Beach Museum of Art, to, to, to have longevity on campus and in our community. I know you do, too. Oh, absolutely. We have a wonderful friends group. The Friends Board of the Beach Museum of Art helps us with so many things, and and their financial help is, is of course, welcome and necessary, but this is an extra push that we need to ensure the future. Hey, if we still have a minute, Dave. I'll give you a minute. I want to be sure to let folks know about some extraordinary programming that's coming up in April. And this ties back to the Gordon Parks exhibition. Do tell. We are collaborating with McCain Auditorium on campus to bring in a real A-list jazz musician. Anybody who knows jazz knows Terrence Blanchard. Mm-hmm. His band, The collective and then he's also bringing the turtle island quartet oh they're amazing oh wow yes so uh they are going to be here and perform a concert in mccain on uh april 7th at 7 30 p.m related to the gordon parks exhibition and they are going to be featuring 
a projected virtual stage set that's designed by K-State students who've been working with Andrew Scott and Matthew Gaynor uh, all this year to get ready for that. Matthew is the head of K-State's art department, and Andrew Scott is the artistic director for Terrence Blanchard. So it's a great resume piece for our students because that stage that will travel with the band, we're really excited about that. And the night before, April 6th at 7 p.m., also in McCain, those two men, Terrence Blanchard, Andrew Scott, and our own local arts celebrity Kevin Wilmot, who filmmaker was on stage to receive an Oscar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, those three artists will have a conversation about using the arts to make our our country a a more uh, just and compassionate society. So we're really excited about that. You know, I'm just going to throw this out there, that tickets to those events would make great Christmas gifts, wouldn't they? Well, actually, uh, I think most of them are going to be free. But really? Yes. That's a greater Christmas gift from you. It's a and great, McCain. And McCain. No, a lot of effort went into making that possible. Yeah. Linda Duke, thank you so much for joining us on Philanthropy today. Good luck in 2022. Thanks so much, Dave. Thank you for joining us on Philanthropy Today, powered by the GMCF, the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. On our podcast, we discuss the efforts of members of the nonprofit community that work in conjunction with the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation. We have this new series of episodes called The 25 Days of Christmas, where we talk about end-of-year giving and holiday hopes for our organizations. Find out more about the work we do at the Greater Manhattan Community Foundation on our website at mcfks.org. And just a quick reminder, subscribe or follow Philanthropy Today wherever you get your podcasts so you can get the notifications when our new episodes launch. I'm Dave Lewis. We'll see you next time.